Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Beaver Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Beaver Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, let's fire it up. Let's get it going. Have a little fun. The FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. Just two weeks left in the regular season. And wow, how about the results and what we saw this past weekend around the country, around the world of FCS college football. Some teams needing wins in a big time way. Others falling and falling from the ranks of unbeaten squads here around the country in FCS college football. Teams starting to position themselves for this postseason, which is coming up right around the corner. Selection Sunday, the bracket unveiling Sunday, November 21st at 1230 p.m. Eastern time on ESPNU. We will find out where everyone's fate sends them from the FCS College Football Playoff Committee. We've got a great show, and I don't know if any of you out there got a chance to watch the Southeastern Louisiana Incarnate Word game over the weekend. My goodness, what a football game. A wild one. Statistical anomalies across the board, and Incarnate Word is able to get a win in one of the more High-profile shootouts you'll ever see in college football, beating Southeastern Louisiana, handing them their first loss in Southland play, 55-52. to Some of the numbers in this game, absolutely mind-boggling, folks. The quarterbacks in this contest with the uh, success that they had, the spinning it, throwing it all over the yard. It's just, you can't even wrap your head around it. Such a crazy performance from Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word and Cole Kelly from Southeastern Louisiana. Perhaps my favorite number with all the yards, all the stats, all the touchdowns, everything in this game. Incarnate Word. I had to look twice, folks. I had to look at it twice, refresh the screen to make sure it wasn't a mistake. I wasn't losing my mind. Incarnate Word had the football in that game for just over 17 minutes. 17 minutes in that contest. It was quick strike after quick strike, and the Cardinals get the win at home over southeastern Louisiana, 55-52. to We are going to talk to the head football coach and Incarnate Word, Eric Morris, with us a little bit later on in the FCS Fever podcast. Just flat out, uh, you can't even figure this thing out. 
with how this game played out. And Eric Morris is a former wide receiver at Texas Tech. He he is connected. He's coached with guys like Mike Leach, Dana Holgerson, Cliff Kingsbury, and now he's got that air raid type offense at a Carnet Word now where he's the head man. I got to ask him, he's been in some high scoring games. Has he seen anything like that before in his football career? I mean, I, I saw the score and then I dug into it a little bit. And I'm just scratching my head, shaking my head, chuckling the entire time when you dive into the numbers of this contest. So Eric Morris will join us a little bit later on uh, here in the program. All right. OK, some of the some of the big time winners uh, over the weekend. I think he's starting the Missouri Valley Football Conference in South Dakota State beats North Dakota State in the Dakota marker game. 18th contest where the rock was on the line. Tip your cap to SDSU. As hard as it is for me to say that, as the NDSU play-by-play man, South Dakota State swung early, they connected, and they uh, they hit early and often, and the Bison did not help themselves out in any way, shape, or form. 75-yard touchdown run on the second play of the game by Pierre Strong Jr. He's the best back in our league. I think he's a Walter Payton Award finalist. Should be up for it, in my mind, with what he is doing this year and what he just did to the top rushing defense, scoring defense in the FCS in North Dakota State. He equaled the game average output by NDSU on one carry, uh, on the first carry of the game, the second play of the game from Pierre Strong Jr. He also threw a touchdown pass on a trick play. You always get these these trick plays from SDSU versus the Bison. They're having fun. They, I'm sure they had a blast putting it in during the week or whenever they did. They busted it out. It worked to perfection against uh, NDSU, and the uh, Jackrabbits got ahead 27-7. to The Bison tried to chip away, but uh, just couldn't make the plays. Uh, give credit to South Dakota State. They needed the win. If they lost that game at home to NDSU, that's three straight losses at home and three losses in the regular season at home for the first time since 2011. They did not. They were ready to play. The Bison had a bad day. It was a bad day to have a bad day if you're an NDSU fan. Too many penalties, too many turnovers. The penalties were timely. They were costly in this game, and it cost NDSU a perfect season. Not that by any means is the end result, the end goal. North Dakota State will fall in the polls. Uh, Don't worry about the rankings if you're a Bison fan. NDSU still has everything they need. Their goals are right there in front of them. They're at Youngstown State this week. They finish up with USD, with South Dakota. If the Bison win their last two, finish 10-1, and one, they will win the Missouri Valley Football Conference Championship outright. They'll probably need a little bit of help out of the Big Sky Conference if they still want to secure a top-two seed. My thought is Montana will need to beat Montana State. I personally think that NDSU has a better resume than James Madison as well. So a prediction sure to go wrong here on the podcast. NDSU wins out. They get a Montana win over Montana State. And the Bison will be a top two seed with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But the hottest team in the country right now may be Montana State. They're 8-1, and 6-0 in the big sky. They go into Cheney. They hold down that high-flying Eastern Washington offensive attack. And Montana State is, uh, is unbeaten against FCS teams this year. Their lone loss uh, is to Wyoming out of the Mountain West Conference. And that was a closely contested battle here in the opener earlier this season. We had Brent Vegan on the pod last week. Montana State got the plays they needed. They're physical. 
a better version of Weber State who went into Eastern and beat the Eagles as well. Uh, the Bobcats win by the final of 23-20. to They have a phenomenal D. They have a running back. They just kept feeding it to him. Isaiah Afonso, over 200 rushing yards, over 1,000 rushing yards this season for Afonso. He had a huge game, was a big part of the success of uh, this Montana State team. And anytime you hold Eastern Washington to a season-low 20 points, this outstanding offense led by Eric Berrier, you're doing a lot of things right. So Montana State, I think, is the hottest team in the country right now. They went out. They're a top-two seed. Heck, they might even be the top seed, the number one seed overall. Brent Vegan and company doing some really good things in Bozeman in year number one. All right, a couple other big winners over the weekend before we segue into our conversation with Incarnate Word head coach Eric Morris. That SoCon race is now a three-team race with one loss. Chattanooga, ETSU, and Mercer all at 5-1 and one in the SoCon. Chat, 6-3. and three. ETSU, 8-1. and one. Mercer at 6-2. and two. And you've got Chattanooga at Mercer this upcoming weekend. That is a massive game where, uh, however you look at it, the bubble will be fascinating with how the committee uh, dictates who gets in and who is left out. So these games are so important, so massive. ETSU just beat VMI. VMI is on thin ice, it feels like, right now at 6-3, and 4-2 and two in the SoCon with this 24-team bracket. Uh, so ETSU picks up a big win. Chattanooga has won four in a row. Talked about hot teams. The mocks might be in that discussion. They've won four straight, and they have a huge matchup on the road at Mercer this weekend. Chat and Mercer both 5-1. and one. In a SOCOM play, uh, I don't know if the loser is out. Could be for Chat. It, it could be a must-win game for Chattanooga to find themselves, you know, an AQ or an at-large bid uh, discussion point for the mocks. And so Chattanooga has wins over ETSU. They have uh, also been able to beat uh, in this uh, in this conversation uh, Samford on the road in a big way. They've knocked off Furman. They've knocked off Wofford. They played close with Kentucky earlier in the year as well. That loss to open the season against an Austin P team that is not as good. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a big bugaboo or not on their resume, but Chattanooga, ETSU, Mercer, three teams with one loss in the SOCON, and you got a big one with you uh, with Chat and Mercer coming up this weekend on the road. And also a big boy win by Bobby Petrino and by Missouri State. They go on the road. Now Southern Illinois sliding a little bit when you don't want to here at the end of the season. SIU has now lost at Northern Iowa. They've also lost at home to Missouri State. The Bears are 6-3, and 5-2 and two in Missouri Valley Football Conference play. And they have an oh-so-important game at home this weekend with Northern Iowa. You and I will talk about what stock we're buying, what stock we're selling and holding here at the end of the podcast tonight. You can't figure out Northern Iowa. They've had some huge wins. They win at South Dakota State. They beat Southern Illinois at home and then lose at Illinois State in overtime. Come on, UNI. What is going on? What's in the water at the Unidome down there? Now 5-4, and 3-3 three and three in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Northern Iowa in a must-win game at Missouri State this weekend. And then they host Western Illinois to end the year. A must-win game for you and I this weekend. That's crazy to think 
with wins over Sacramento State and also wins over SDSU and Southern Illinois. I, I again, you know, I feel like you you've got to get this one if you're UNI. You lose this game, and then you, you go back. You look at it. Northern Iowa would fall to five and five uh, overall, three and three, three and four rather in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I just I find it hard to believe that you and I would get in at six and five. This is a must-win game for Northern Iowa on the road at Missouri State. Man, that's a disappointing loss in normal against the Redbirds, a non-playoff Illinois State team they lose to in overtime this last weekend. Hey, football season is rolling, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an incredible offer for listeners of the FCS Fever podcast. New users can bet $5 on any game, and if their team wins, they automatically win $200 in free cash. That's right. One pick, one money line win, and get $200 in free cash. Here's what you do. Click the link in the bio. Sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook and make your first deposit. Make a $5 money line bet on any team. And if your team wins, you get an automatic $200 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It's the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789, 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $1 wager. Well, as many of you have listened to this podcast and my radio show uh, in Fargo, I, I talk a lot about Incarnate Word. I like watching them play. I like the the style they play. They're fun to watch. And what a win and what a game over a heck of a team in southeastern Louisiana at Benson Stadium over the weekend as Incarnate Word with a big win in Southland Conference play, knocking off the Lions 55-52. And just some amazing statistical just nuggets anomalies maybe for Eric Morris that's just normal happenstance in the in the air raid offense world that he's lived his entire life I maybe need more of that into my football lifestyle and coach joins us right now hey congratulations you're now the all-time winningest coach in incarnate word football history such an impressive win um your your big takeaways with what your team uh, got done on Saturday and just a wild one at your place Definitely taking years off my life, I think, right now. Some of those crazy games that go down the wire. But, no, uh, it's great to be undefeated at home this year. I mean, watch our kids fight in a game like that. Um, you know, just over the course of my lifetime, you know, especially we were at Texas Tech, we had Patrick Mahomes, number one offense in the country. And, you know, some crazy stat, we lost like, you know, 12 games or we scored over 45 points or something. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I think – as a head coach, learning to be more balanced and run and protect uh, the defense, that's been something more important uh, to me here and kind of changing my philosophy as, as far as, you know, just playing better team football. Um, but that was one of the games, you know, I, I don't think we could have gotten away with it with how for their production is with mm-hmm. Cole Kelly. I mean, he's just amazing. He's been on a tear. He's a six-year senior. I mean, nobody stopped him all year long. So, 
once I kind of got a feel for the game, you know, as a play caller, um, you know, I just felt like we had to continue to, to stay on the gas and we couldn't sit back. And just because I think it's one of those games, if you sputter one time, you know, you look up and all of a sudden you're down 21 in a hurry. And so um, we had to fire all our bullets. It was a weird one. You know, I think we played like 70 plays and they played 108. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever averaged, you know, that amount of yards per play. I yeah. think we averaged, you know, almost 11 yards per play, which is crazy. But a lot of fun. We have a lot of great players, good coaches, had good plans. And um, and so, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can slow it down and <laughs> run the ball a little bit more and, and not have to do that this week. Coach, I think the stat that I had to, I had to look at, tw- I, mean, I had to refresh my screen literally to make sure I had the right page, was you guys had time of possession for just over 17 minutes in that game. You want to talk about quick strike now. That That's big boy stuff right there. That's amazing. Quick strike, you know, and, and still, you know, that's not always a great thing just because just I think, you know, it gives your defense a disadvantage at times if they're not able to get off the field. Um, and so, yeah, just one of those weird deals. You know, we had some tempo stuff we liked against them. Um, you know, they, they like to play a lot of man coverage and blitz, so we thought that we could catch them in trying to do some of that stuff with tempo and catch them off guard, and we were able to do that. Um, but, yeah, when you look at, you know, I mean, we, we had – 711 or 12 yards and just 29 first downs, which is crazy. You know, I think we had 18 or 19 explosive plays that we, what we count as explosives. And so, um, yeah, it was good. You know, um, we were, we were efficient on third downs, which is good. And, um, you know, I think we scored, we had 12 drives, I believe. I think we scored touchdowns on eight of them. So, so pretty efficient, happy overall. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, not not one of those games that you want to kind of get into that week by week. One of those special ones you'll remember for a while. Glad we're on the right side. Glad we had the ball at the end and they didn't have enough time at the end, right? Yeah, no, no question about it. It's one of those kinds of games for sure. As Eric Morris, the head football coach and Incarnate Word, joins us uh, here on the program. Hey, we we talked about it before, and you and I talked, uh, you know, before we started the interview. You played at Texas Tech. You've got connections with Mike Leach and Dana Holgerson. You coached at Texas Tech. You're the OC there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Patrick Mahomes, all of these names that that football fans know so well when you think of great offense. What have those individuals meant to you as a player, as a coach? And then how have you taken a little bit of everything from everyone and sort of morphed it into your own mentality and philosophy with what you want to do? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been blessed, first of all, to be around all those guys and have them still in my life as mentors. And, uh, you know, when I have questions, to, to be able to reflect and um, and ask those guys questions has been huge for me building a program here. Um, you know, and I and I think that's one thing that smart people do is, is they learn from other smart people. And, um, you know, I think I've grown a lot as a head coach, uh, partly because, you know, I've been around those guys. And then, too, I think you, you like to put a spin. There are certain things that they did when you're around that you didn't foresee, you know, you didn't just love. And so you're like, well, I'll, I might change this a little bit mm-hmm. and do it more like another one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just to have all those guys in my life, you know, and, and the list goes on, you know, I mean, my coaches at Texas Tech, you know, when I got there, I mean, it was Art Browse, Seth Luttrell, uh, Lincoln Riley, Sonny Dykes, Dana Holgerson. I mean, Man. the list is just insane. So uh, I've been blessed to be around great people, um, you know, that have kind of shown me the way of, of how to do things the right and wrong way and, and, and forever grateful for that. 
your quarterback, Cameron Ward, here's a guy that, that is a, a a name that people around the division are are continuing to hear of. They need to hear about him a lot. He won the Jerry Rice Award last spring, threw for over 600 yards in this game, has the single-season passing record right now with 3,417 total passing yards already this year for your squad. Kind of, kind of walk us through Cameron Ward, the football player, and what makes this guy click, what makes him so effective in your offense. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first and foremost is just his competitive nature. I mean, the kid just absolutely lives, breathes, and dies football. Um, you know, the bizarre thing is he didn't, throw, he, he didn't throw the ball at all in high school. He played in the triple option, under center the whole time, wow. and, and ran, you know, kind of a veer little system. And, and so uh, we found him at camp. Um, you know, I think he wanted to go somewhere where he could kind of uh, feature that arm strength. And so just to watch him progress so fast has been phenomenal, to be honest with you. I mean, we thought we had a kid that was an all-conference kid that, that was, you know, our starter, you know, slated to be here for two more years, won a conference championship with him. And um, and just quite frankly, I mean, Cameron came out and beat him out. You know, and it, it helped that it was a COVID year. You know, he was able to you know, we didn't play during the, the fall last year, so he was able to get a ton of reps and kind of learn the offense, get used to taking snaps in the gun, which I'm serious about that. I mean, the kid had never taken a, a snap in the gun before Amazing. he got in here. So um, so I think that helped him just getting all those reps and progressing. It was kind of one of those deals, you know, we got into scrimmages later in the in the fall, and um, every time we put Cam in with the twos or threes, the ball just seemed to move and we seemed to score touchdowns. And, um so something, you know, we knew we were going to have a tough decision. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he, he loves competing. So he's a, a all-time leading scorer at his high school in, in, in basketball. You know, we go out and play home run derby uh, this this summer, and, you know, he beats everybody on the team. I mean, just whatever it is, I mean, the kid just has that knack of, of being a good athlete, great hand-eye coordination, sees, sees space really well. And so um, – you know, I, I think he uh, put that together with his arm talent, and he's, he's turned into be a pretty good player. What was that the, the competitive streak you saw in him, and obviously the the physical side of it? But you know, I, I would imagine you don't find a guy that runs the veer morph into the air raid in college very often. How did how did it kind of come together for you as you diagnosed if if this guy could be the guy for you with what you want to do? Yeah, I think just in, in really getting to know his family, um, you know, mom's a coach, um, sister's a coach, um, comes from a background where he's just been around sports his whole life, you know, he live out in the country. And so it's just, that's kind of what he's done. That's what he's lived and breathed his whole entire life. And so, um, so yeah, I think being around him and then, and then watching him actually play basketball and see the floor and be able to distribute the ball different places. Uh, with his eyes up, I mean, I think you could kind of tell. And all the all the guys I've had before and been uh, able to coach, you know, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, uh, Patrick Mahomes, all those guys were really good at at other sports besides football. And so that's something we look into, you know, as we get in the recruiting process. We like these quarterbacks to to be successful in other sports and not, you know, spend all year just you know thinking and throwing footballs go out and, and enjoy and, and just learn how to compete in different aspects of life and see space in different ways and so um so yeah i mean he kind of he fit all those boxes you know the one box he didn't fit is is you know he didn't have any kind of crazy stats coming out uh which you know i think if if some people would go back and and really do their research on they're probably kicking themselves right now um that that they didn't do a little more research on him.
Yeah, no doubt. Well, before we let you go, these are unique times in college athletics, and because of some of the movement around the Southland Conference, you guys have to play league foes, some of them, twice this year, and that's the case with Nichols this upcoming weekend. It kind of is what it is, right? But I'm sure from a coach's perspective, if if you could do it the other way and, and beat them the one time, not to worry about returning in the middle of a season – You'd be okay with that. What kind of challenges does this whole scheduling setup possess and heading there where they need a win to kind of kind of hang in and, and have a shot at the postseason right now? Yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, but like you said, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. We're worried about controlling what we can control, and we definitely don't control the schedule this year. And so um, I think just over the course of time, you know, in the NFL, you see these division people play each other. I mean, everybody just talks about how hard it is to beat somebody twice in the same year. And, and that, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I mean, we were able to kind of get after McNeese the first time, and then, you know, the second time it didn't work what they did. So they come out in, in a bunch of different crazy stuff. And um, and the element of surprises there a little bit more, I think, when you play them twice, um, depending on which side of, of the of the game you are. And so, um, so, yeah, but that's just one of the challenges. It's been unique. It's been fun to kind of, you know, think through th- some of this stuff and, you know, I, I kind of battle in my brain a little bit more than usual is not knowing, hey, are they going to do what they did last time? Are right. they going to come out and do something totally different? And so um, trying to uh, to fight those demons is not always easy. But, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, we control our own destiny. we got to do a great job preparing these next couple of days and, and traveling. They're really hard to win at Nichols. They've been great at home the last uh, five years. And so uh, it'll definitely be a challenge. Hey, Coach, congrats on all the success this season. Been fun to follow your team. Big fan up here of what you guys are doing down there and how you play. And best of luck the rest of the way. I hope we see your guys' name uh, in the bracket, uh, a part of the postseason, because I think you're a, you're a fun team, a heck of a team that would provide problems for a lot of people. Thanks for the time today. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you. Have a great day. All right, a lot of fun there with Incarnate Word head coach Eric Morris. The Cardinals got a big game against Nichols, and they wrap up with Houston Baptist. This is the one to get for UIW, and uh, man, what a team. I tell you what, I've been telling you, Incarnate Word, they can score it, they can uh, they can get some things done. How about that resume and that coaching tree that Eric Morris is a part of? Goodness, you heard all those names during the conversation. That is big boy stuff, to say the least. So congrats to Coach Morris, to the Cardinals, a team to keep an eye on out of the Southland, the way they can score the football. The, the word is points down in San Antonio for Incarnate Word. All right, buying, selling, who am I holding on right now with two weeks left in the regular season? Let's start with the buys. Bye, bye, bye. Montana State, got to buy this team. They're hot right now. They're playing some really good football. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got some games here coming up that are obviously massive. The Brawl of the Wild is huge coming up next weekend. Montana State has a chance to be the number one overall seed in the bracket. They went out. Wouldn't be shocked if they're number one. They'll be number two for sure. There's no doubt about that. Again, I'm tingling when I say this, but how can you not buy South Dakota State after that win over the weekend? Pierre Strong Jr. might be the best running back in the country. Their defense is stout. They made things happen. They kind of jumped NDSU to start the game. They've got a big one this weekend. They play at USD. I don't know if I've heard of a Bison hangover from a winning perspective 
in the very next game. Could that be the case? It's a must-win game for the Coyotes of South Dakota because they have to come to the Fargo Dome next weekend against NDSU. They don't want their postseason hopes hinging on that, I can promise you. And of course I'm buying Incarnate Word. How can I not talk about them, have Eric Morris on, and not buy the word right now? Big game on the road at Nichols in the Southland this upcoming weekend. All right, who am I selling? Sell, sell, sell. Eastern Kentucky selling in the AQ7, the WAC, whatever league they're in. You know, A-Sun, whatever it is, it's all going to change again with Sam Houston and Jacksonville State leaving. Eastern Kentucky, they looked ahead. They have their matchup uh, with Sam Houston this weekend. They looked ahead, and they got knocked off. They paid the price for it in conference play, selling Eastern Kentucky. I, I, I'm saying this, and I, and I love Aaron Best and his team. I love Eric Berrier. He should win the Walter Payton Award but I'm selling Eastern Washington because I'm starting to see the things that have reared their ugly head, reared its ugly head against Eastern Washington here in years past. They can do it offensively. Can they hold up physically? It just doesn't look like it. And and that's been the big bugaboo with Eastern. They lose to Weber at home. They lose to Montana State at home. They got beat up pretty good as the game wore on at NDSU in the springtime. That was their battle cry in the offseason. But they just have not been able to do it. Selling Eastern Washington here down the stretch. They've got some big games. Big one. They're at UC Davis this weekend. Huge game for Eastern Washington if they want to stay off of Thanksgiving. And I'm selling Northern Iowa. What's going on at UNI right now? Goodness gracious. After their wins against SDSU and Southern Illinois, you felt like Northern Iowa was a lock. I don't think they're a lock to get in right now. they got to win at Missouri State. If they don't win at Missouri State, I don't think they get in at 6-5. and five. Just a, a Northern Iowa team where they make you scratch your head. They win the games they're not supposed to and lose the games they shouldn't as well frustrating I'm sure for Mark Farley and that coaching staff Northern Iowa is as talented as anyone out there uh, around the world of FCS college football I'm going to hold on Southern Illinois right now not selling them still think they're very good but they've kicked a couple here over the last couple of weeks not going to be a top eight seed I'm going to hold on Southern Illinois they're a playoff team but um, I just uh, I've seen a little bit too much on the wrong end here the last couple of weeks. They got the pieces in place to get it done, but get a hold on SIU. They'll be a team on Thanksgiving, potentially hosting a game in the bracket when that is unveiled on November the 21st. All right, that's going to do it for us. A lot of fun today. Great stuff from Eric Morris. Such a fun conversation. Hey, I'm telling you, get in, folks. The Word, Incarnate Word, making it happen. An amazing win over Southeastern Louisiana, 55-52 over the weekend at Benson Stadium in San Antonio, Texas. That's going to do it for us. You know the drill. Subscribe, like, comment. Check it out each and every week. We'll be back in a couple of days with the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. We'll talk to you later. Later in the week, everyone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.